Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Friday, August 19th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, the data that tells us Republicans are losing ground in the Senate. Number two, what a Republican House and Democratic Senate would mean for Washington. And number three, the punch power matrix. Let's get into the mix. At the top this morning, um, it's very difficult to miss this if you're watching um Congress, if you're watching national politics, but Republicans are losing ground in their battle for the Senate. This is interesting. This really piqued our um, our interest yesterday. Mitch McConnell yesterday in Kentucky said this, I think there's probably a greater likelihood that the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. They're statewide. Candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. Now, we could dig in a lot there. That's a dig at Donald Trump, who endorsed Herschel Walker in Georgia, Blake Masters in Arizona. Uh, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania over Dave McCormick. Um, Those are candidates that I would say on truth serum, Mitch McConnell did not want. Uh, But let's consider the data points here from top to bottom. Number one, the NRSC has cut back ad buys in Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, which is a a sign that they believe uh, it's not the end all be all, but it's a sign that they believe that those states are not good investments at this point. Uh, Abortion, uh, um, it has become a major flashpoint in the battle for the Senate, and it has inter- energized Democratic voters uh, nationwide, no matter if Republicans want to concede that or not. Uh, the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter has moved the Pennsylvania Senate race to lean Democrat, which is that would be a pickup for Democrats because that's Pat Toomey's seat, Republican Pat Toomey's seat. Um, Mehmet Oz, Dr. Oz, is struggling to beat John Fetterman. Um there's a whole host of reasons that that Dr. Oz is struggling. Um, we won't get into that because we don't have the time. This is a short podcast. And number here's another thing. Uh, Fox News poll in Wisconsin had Mandela Barnes beating incumbent Republican Senator Ron Johnson. Second bad poll for Johnson this week. That Fox News poll um, had Mandela Barnes up four points. That is less than the... Um, than the Marquette poll, which had him up a lot more than four, which had him up seven points in Wisconsin. Polling in Georgia has Raphael Warnock beating Herschel Walker. This, this is a true toss-up race. Let's get into the more uh, just kind of wild results here. University of North Florida had Val Demings up 48-44 over Marco Rubio. This is probably an outlier, but worth mentioning anyway. Polling in Arizona consistently shows Mark Kelly trouncing the well-funded Blake Masters. Um, Emerson College had J.D. Vance just narrowly beating Tim Ryan in Ohio. Um, The Senate Leadership Fund is reserving a whopping $28 million to boost Vance. A lot of people have questioned that, by the way, to me, uh, and and have said that, you know, that's a silly investment because they think Vance will eventually come back and beat Tim Ryan. But if you're looking at this, if you're thinking that Arizona's gone, that if you're a Republican and you're thinking Arizona's gone, uh, Georgia's gone, and possibly Wisconsin's gone, and possibly Pennsylvania's gone, you got to kind of shore up the things that you know are winners, right? You got to shore up Ohio, which is probably their best chance. Ohio's a much more red state than probably all the other ones, although, yeah, definitely, probably a more red state than the other ones. So there's a lot of caveats to this. It's August 19th, you know, not November 1st. Uh, There's 81 days until the midterms. A lot can change between now and then. Uh, super PACs, candidates, everyone's going to be spending hundreds of millions of dollars to sway voters. And by the way, 
Most voters don't tune in until after Labor Day. Labor Day's around the corner, so we'll uh, get rid of that cliche pretty soon, but the landscape is pretty fluid. Um, one more thing to note, the Senate Leadership Fund, the Mitch McConnell Line Super PAC, the previously mentioned Mitch McConnell Line Super PAC, is, has reserved more than $175 million in ads across eight states, including that $28 million in Ohio. And um, they have moved up the start date for their $34 million blitz against John Fetterman in Ohio. We have the new ad in the in the newsletter this morning. Uh, check it out at punchbowl.news, obviously, uh, and you can check that out. So let's talk for the number two story of the day. Let's talk about what a Republican House and Democratic Senate would mean. Um, this is looking like the most likely scenario. Now, we are not getting into whether and how much Republicans will win the House. I don't know. I don't know that they're even going to win the House. But I will say at this point, um, it's likely. And um, if you're betting, you have to bet Republicans are going to win the House based on historical um markers and just the margin that that Nancy Pelosi has makes it likely that McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, will lead Republicans to the majority. A narrow one, perhaps, perhaps not one at all. But if you're a gambling man, this is what you're betting on. So for our purposes this morning, let's talk about that. McCarthy has no relationship with Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer. So this is a um, this is one dynamic to just consider in divided government. Number two in, in this line of thinking is a different the different dynamics that could rear its head if depending on the size of the majority McCarthy if he has a 15 to 20 seat majority is a lot stronger than a five or ten seat majority um and also think of it this way a lot of the Republicans that are gonna are gonna be elected this cycle are pro-trump Republicans who believe the election was phony, which is not true, who don't believe Biden is the right the right president. So they will be looking for showdowns. Um, and it's a lot easier for them to have showdowns when they don't have the Republican Senate. Let's get let's acknowledge this at the beginning. There's a high probability at this point that Republicans will try to impeach Biden. Um, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, and Javier Becerra, the the HHS Secretary. Um, the, this is nonsense, of course. There's they've not done anything that's objectively impeachable, but um, they, you know, they will find ways. Whether it's COVID, whether it's Hunter Biden, whether it's the border, to they will find ways to to impeach them. McCarthy's going to have to resist um, because he's going to want to resist. He understands the politics of impeachment. Um, and he will try to get his con his conference to understand that. But, um, you have to just, at this point, you have to acknowledge that, um, uh, impeachment is probably likely it, it's, it's, it, that's the, the state of the politics that we're in today. Senate Democrats have a terrible map in 2024. 23 Democratic-held seats, including two independents up for grabs in 2024, just 10 Republicans. There will be some turnover for Democrats, probably. Joe Manchin of West Virginia will be up. He'll be 77. Bernie Sanders will be up. Will he run again at 83? Um, Senate Democrats will probably be looking for places for deals with Kevin McCarthy's house, but who knows if they'll be able to come to the table. We don't see a ton of room for compromise. Um, we think a government shutdown is maybe not likely, but um, is possible. I would say government. I would say the the um, 
debt limit is probably the most scary. Now, McCarthy will try to downplay the debt limit as a point of leverage, but I think that cat is out of the bag, unfortunately, for McCarthy. Let's just wrap this all up and say that this is a big um, dynamic to keep an eye on over the next couple months and in thinking and preparing for the 118th, for the 118th Congress. Um, you must consider that it's likely at this point, at least possible to be divided. Number three story, we got a special for you this morning. The Punch Power Matrix, uh, our Power Matrix, which usually appears in our afternoon and evening editions on Fridays. We have it in the morning edition this morning because there is no afternoon and evening edition this week or next week. A reminder for premium subscribers, if you haven't joined premium, you're nuts, you should. Um, up this week, Joe Biden, he signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law and the White House hopes this will turn around his abysmal approval ratings. Harriet Hageman also up, knocked off Liz Cheney with 66% of the vote, a pretty remarkable victory for a previous political no-name. And Lisa Murkowski continues to forge her own path in the Republican Party, garnering 44% of the vote in the Senate primary, outrunning Donald Trump endorsed Kelly Chewbacca. And many of her votes, most of her votes came from Democrats and independents. Down this week, Liz Cheney lost. 37 points, a stark reminder for any Republican who speaks out against Trump, but obviously is uh, doing very interesting work on the January 6th committee, which will go down in history probably more than her defeat. Dr. Oz, man, $20 for crudite. Someone needs to get to this guy and quick. Carolyn Maloney continued her bizarre vendetta that Biden should not run for reelection during an interview with the New York Times for her endorsement. Um she also is getting trounced in a poll against Jerry Nadler, her her opponent in the primary. That primary is next week. With that, leave us a rating and review. You could subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>